tell whoever would listen, man, go to the doctor. And if you're a black man, you definitely, your doctor's probably not gonna choose to do it. You're probably gonna have to request it, but you need to go in there and say, hey, can I get a PSA test? It's just a blood test. Welcome back to the Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. My name is Kizzle or Kofi, and I'm a mental health advocate, public speaker, and founder of A Kizzle Brand, which is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. Studies show that on average, men lose 2.8 years of their life when they're under heavy stress. The point of this podcast is for me to gain those 2.8 years back. As a black man, society often tries to tell me what I can, can't do, or talk about which can often leave me feeling trapped. And so this podcast is my release. And if you're listening to this podcast right now on a podcast streaming platform, I just want you to know that this episode is actually uploaded on YouTube. You can watch this episode on YouTube. So if you'd like to do that, please head over to YouTube, type in Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. You can type in the episode number or the episode title and the episode will pop up. Please, please, please do us a favor, regardless of if you're going to watch the episode on YouTube or not, subscribe to our channel, Express Yourself Black Man. That is where the platform is moving. Right now, we are heavily based on Instagram. And while that is dope, Instagram does not pay us for the content that we post. So that means we spend hours making content, which helps you guys, but doesn't really help us to build a platform outside of building new followers. And while that's great, it's not enough. So please head over to YouTube. That way, it's a win-win for both of us. You guys get extra free content and we get paid for the content that we post while also having the opportunity to have a larger impact and a larger reach to the black community. So if you rock with us, if you support us, if you're interested in helping us further the platform, please take some time out of your day to subscribe to us on YouTube. Express yourself, black man. I'll give y'all a couple seconds to do that before the episode actually starts. Regardless of what you decide to do, I appreciate you for listening. Yo, what's up, y'all? So this episode is very near and dear to my heart. It means a lot to me because my dad had prostate cancer when I was younger. And I remember the day that he came to me and told me, he said, yo, Kofi, I got to talk to you. I have prostate cancer. And I didn't even know what to do with that information. I think I was like 15, 16 at the time. I just ran away, honestly. And now that sounds funny. Like the image that I have in my head is hilarious because I ran to my basement. But at the time I was terrified, bro. I felt like my dad was going to die. And I don't want that for y'all or your families. We have to do a better job of taking care of ourselves as black men, as the quote unquote leaders, providers, protectors of our household and community. We cannot do any of that if we're not taking care of ourselves first. Like I always say, make yourself the main character of your story because you are. And part of that responsibility is taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. You have to make sure you take care of all of those facets of your life. And I would be doing y'all a disservice if I didn't say that, man. Let's be proactive about all facets of our health and our well-being so that we can continue to show up in our communities the way that we need to. All right, let's get into it. So I'm here with Michael. Michael is a prostate cancer survivor and honestly a big, big advocate. And I think it was dope that you reached out for us to do a podcast episode on it because I know a lot of people don't talk about prostate cancer, don't talk about going to the doctor, bro. So please, before we even get started on the whole prostate cancer thing, 
Can you please just tell people a little bit about you and just your story? Okay, so, well, before I jump into that, I want to definitely say, you know, thank you for having me on your show, you know. Absolutely. I'm not going to front. I'm sitting here. My heart is kind of beating. Nah. This is a big deal. deal. So, but anyway, no, uh, I really appreciate it. I definitely, like I told you before, I feel like you have a great platform, you Mm -hmm. know, for men who need to hear this story, you know. Right. So I was 37 in 2018, November of 2018. I was 37 years old. I went to the doctor for an annual physical, just my annual visit. The thing about this appointment, my doctor, it was my first visit with this doctor from moving from Houston to Austin. So I found a new doctor in Austin, first visit. So she had to get my family history. At that time, I knew about cancer. My grandmother had cancer and my aunt was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. So I gave her that information. Um, She, unbeknownst to me, she did my blood work and she tested, she did my, she did a blood um, draw for a PSA sample, which is a prostate specific antigen. It's just a blood test. And that test, if the test is elevated in some way, it lets the doctor know that it, it, something is going on with your prostate. It may not necessarily be uh, cancer. So initially she thought it was like a prostatitis, a prostate infection. Mm -hmm. So she said, I want you to take these pills. I took these pills for two months. The numbers didn't come down. They actually went up in that two months and she got concerned and she sent me to a urologist. I found out from the urologist after they did a biopsy on my prostate that I had at that time, they told me it was stage one prostate cancer. Uh, Fast fast forward to June of 2019, which is when I had the surgery. So I was diagnosed in November 2018. I had surgery in June 2019. I I didn't necessarily have to have it that fast, but I just chose to. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I know I have it. Like, there's no point in waiting. I just chose to have it. So between that point, between November and June, it went from stage one to an aggressive stage two. Okay. So when they actually took my prostate out and they dissected it, they were able to see, no, it was it was an aggressive stage two. So that's why my message is I never had symptoms. I only went to the doctor because it was my annual visit. I had no symptoms. I didn't right. I was concerned about nothing. You know, so I, I hope that that's a message to, to men, men everywhere, but definitely men who look like me. That, right. You know, you need to go to the doctor and you need to take care of yourself. You have to do it. You've got to do it. You know, you got to move past that fear. You know, like I told you before, I can tell you that, you know, I've been with my wife 17 years and she really got me in the habit of going to the doctor. You know, most time a woman will be the reason that a man goes to the doctor more. That's a, that's a fact. That's um, a fact. So mm-hmm. so that's so here we are 17 years later. I've not gotten in the habit. She don't have to press me. I'm just so I, I do it so annually that I don't have that same fear. You know, I can see how a man, you know, I tell my wife all the time, I, I can, couldn't imagine having not gone to the doctor in years, I would have that same fear because right. like you have no baseline. You don't know what's going on with you. So that's that's why I'm here to share my message. I share my message in so many ways. I'm a writer. I've done blogs. I've done podcasts. I've gone to Capitol Hill. I've lobbied for more research um, with prostate cancer. I sit on panels with scientists to as a, as a, I'm just a regular person, but I sit on these panels as a regular person to give them insight specifically for research that's directed to black men. Because mm. black men, black men get prostate cancer at a twice as high rate as any other man. Now, the research does, hasn't really revealed why yet, mm. but the research definitely shows that it's affecting us much more than than white men or any other man. Right. So, so that's why it's that much more important for me to be a, a big mouth and just tell whoever would listen, man, go to the doctor. And if you're a black man, you definitely your doctor's probably not going to 
choose to do it, you're probably going to have to request it, but you need to go in there and say, hey, can I get a PSA test? It's, a, right. it's just a blood test. Right. And, and that's where you start. Yeah, because I think what it is, is a lot of people, once they hear prostate cancer or the prostate test, they're like, man, I don't want nobody sticking a that's blah, blah, exact, blah up my bro, butt. You know, what that's I'm exactly where it goes every time. Right. I'm like, yo, like, come on. It's not it's not that I'm telling you they're not going to do that. They're going to do a blood test first. Right. And if it's concerned from the blood test, then they will do that. But they're not going to just do that. So just get that out your head. It's a blood test. It's just right. a simple blood test. And so y'all heard it here on the podcast. It is a blood test first. So <laughs> when PSA, y'all go out. Yeah, PSA test. PSA test. So when y'all go out and y'all talk to your family, your friends, anybody in your network about getting a prostate cancer test or getting your prostate checked, let them know that you don't have to get somebody going up your butt right away. Right. It's only if something is going crazy, like if you have not crazy, but if you actually have an issue that then they will do that test. But then at yeah. that point, you want them to do that. Like, Dude, and you, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, yeah, we just got to get away from that ignorance. Like, yo, if this going to save my life, G, just come on, man, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's right. not that. Just do what you got to do. I mean, I feel you, but like, come on, we got to let go of that ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I'm, I'm here to let you know. That's not going to be something that's going to get in your way now because I done told you that they're not going to do that right off. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's right. going to be blood tests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think and I think it's so important that you said that, man, because like so many people right now are probably going to like they're going to be shocked hearing that because I was shocked hearing that. I was like, wait, it was a blood test first. True. That's true. You, I could get a blood. I could get I could get now, a blood test. And get now, a check. now, you know what? You know what? Honestly, and I'm, I don't say that I noticed, but I'm thinking that previously at some point maybe that is what they did and maybe mm. you know we've evolved to where they don't need to do that now because they right. can just take blood i'm not sure i just mm-hmm. know at this day and age nah mm-hmm. you're gonna do a blood test right okay and, and, and the thing about the blood test the thing i want to say to all men it's not you're not you're not even really going in there to see if you got prostate cancer what you're really doing more than anything is you're getting a baseline so right so that that, that means that if you're 33, you're just going in there to get this PSA test because you want to know what what are the numbers. So it should be like 0.3, say it's 0.3. Mm-hmm. So the next time you go and get that test, you know that that number shouldn't go higher than that. Because if right. it does, then you know that you need that there needs something needs to be because it shouldn't be it shouldn't be going up. It really right. shouldn't ever change. Right, right. And you um, see, and it's so important that you said that because a lot of us don't have a baseline for what our numbers should look like. Like a lot of people don't know what their blood oxygen level should look like. They don't know what their heart, their heart rate should look like. Like I'm people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I was I'm, just going to say, yeah, like, my I'm guy, I'm actually those people. Man. Yeah. Like I'm part of that, but we should know these things, we right? Should, like we, we should, should be going to the doctor enough to understand that, yo, this is what it should look like. This is what it looked like last year. And then keep it pushing because this is our physical body. Like, I know I talk about mental health a lot, but listen, you ain't got no mental if your physical is is gone and you don't have any physical, honestly, if your mental is gone because they both play into each other, which is why I don't just always make the podcast episodes about mental health. Like I talk about mental health. You're doing you, 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 you really doing a good thing with that because that's such a major thing and it affects us. You know, as culturally, it's in mm-hmm. our DNA, you know, to right. have mental health issues on somewhere in the spectrum. So right. I, mean, I, I don't feel like you could do it enough. You know what nah, I'm saying? Absolutely. That's true. 
man. So let's let's get back to the to the story. So you talked about how when you got the surgery after you got the surgery, you found out something about your uncle. Can you take me a little bit through that? Yeah. Okay. So so and this and this goes back to another reason why I'm I'm choosing it's pressing me to be a big mouth. To, and I say a big mouth because typically you're not gonna find. I run into so many men who had prostate cancer and are survivors, and you wouldn't have known it otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I didn't have prostate cancer myself, they probably never would have told me that. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um. So after surgery, about six weeks after surgery, I'm back at the office. I'm back at work. Um, I had this routine of, you know, when I first get to work, I call my parents. I'm, I call my uncle, usually my dad's only living brother. And for whatever for whatever reason, between November and June, when I knew I had cancer and I was preparing for surgery, I never talked to him about that. I don't know why, because we talked all the time. Mm-hmm. But after surgery, I called him and I was like, yo, the light bulb just went off in my head. And I said, hey, um, did I ever tell you that I had prostate cancer? I said, I want to let you know, you know, I'm a survivor now. I'm, I'm good. I'm back at work. But but did I ever tell you that? He said, what? I mean, I can just hear him right now. Man, I had that, too. You know, and one thing I know is mm-hmm. like, you know, like older people, they really don't like use the terminology. They won't like say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I had that too. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you won't really? say prostate cancer. He's they, like they, yeah. No, they don't speak to that thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I said, really? So naturally, my first question to him was, well, did my parents know? Because my parents know I had prostate cancer and my parents came to my surgery. They were with me every step of the way. So it, it I naturally wanted to know, like, did, did my dad not know? Did you not tell your brother? He said, oh, yeah, they knew. I had it five years ago. And I'm like, right. wow, you know, like, my own parents wouldn't even share that with me, and I had it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I might could see them not sharing it prior. I mean, I still think that's kind of, you know, but I might could see them not sharing it prior because that's not really, like, a necessarily, like, a, uh, conversation piece, especially not in the black household. But right. at the point when I got it, I would think they would have definitely said, well, you need to talk to your uncle because he had that. And they right. didn't. Right. You know, and I ended up circling back with them and asking them, like, why didn't y'all tell me? And they were just like, well, we just essentially, I feel like it was like this whole, like, we didn't feel like it was our business to share. But man, mm. bro, it's my bit. So it, I'm making my business, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell anybody who listened, you know? Right. Um, and, and, and too, because when it comes down to it, when you think about a prostate cancer patient or survivor, you you, you don't really think of somebody that looks like me. And I know that. And so yeah. I I hope that that's an advantage to get a man's attention to say, man, you know that he was a young man. He was 37. I was 37 right. and I had an aggressive stage two prostate cancer and I had no symptoms. Zero. Right. 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 Man. And we yeah, like a lot of times when we hear cancer or any kind of like serious illness or disease a lot of us like especially in my generation like younger generation like we just chalk it up to oh that's for old people old people yeah Yeah. i knew somebody my age actually like younger than this age now that i am like younger than i'm i'm 24 now i knew somebody younger than 24 like when we were in high school that had cancer so it was like yeah cancer was i don't even know i don't even i don't even know what it was i just know that they that that person had cancer and so it's like we got to stop thinking that we are immune to like these these diseases and or these that illnesses. We live forever or that we yeah that we just never nothing's going to break down like you know yeah like that stuff happens and then to, to get back to your story with your uncle 
we were talking about it and we we kind of stumbled upon the the conversation about how there's this big problem with secrecy in black families. Yeah. You're going secrecy yeah. with trauma, secrecy yeah. with with uh, diagnoses, like, you know, secrecy with just everything. Everything is a secret. It's not your just business. Nobody needs talk, to know. Don't talk about right. nothing, you know, and I can say even myself, I'm 40 now. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I still have a, I'm, I still struggle with being able to express, you know what I'm saying? It's because mm-hmm. it's like this learned behavior that's just you. It was modeled. You know what I'm saying? And it's who I've been for most of my adult life. I mean, I, I, I express myself. I mean, but I'm just saying not as much as I know I should or could. And, right. and it's primarily because that's just like a cultural thing. We just not accustomed to talking about this stuff that needs to right. be talked about. Right. And, you know? and, and the problem, especially with you and your situation, this is where the secrecy stuff backfires. Right. Yeah. So your uncle had prostate cancer. Yes. When you go into the doctor. Right. You're going into the doctor. They ask you about medical history, all of these different things. Right. Because you weren't privy to that information. You told your doctor, yo, nobody in my family has cancer history as a result. No no prostate prostate cancer history. Right. As a result, that doctor takes that information and says he's low risk for prostate cancer because it doesn't run in his family. Now you're not getting tested for it. Luckily, you actually did because your doctor just decided to do it for whatever reason. But if it was any other doctor, there's a high likelihood that they wouldn't have tested you. And then that stage one becomes stage two, becomes stage three, becomes stage four. And now you're at risk. You get what I'm saying? And this is all because you can put a lot of it on the fact that there is secrecy in black families. And and it's, it's a problem. Yeah. And because for me, my thing is, in my case, I do go to the doctor, so it definitely would have benefited me because I could have been, I could have been being tested five years prior when he found out because that's my dad's brother. That's, right. I mean, you know, another thing, you know, it's it's several reasons why I just choose to be a be a big mouth. I mean, I, as a black man, I do understand that fear of going to the doctor. You know, it doesn't prevent me from going, but I identify. I can see how it might be scary. You know, I mean, I have an identical twin brother. And an older brother who who are ten years older than me, and neither one of them have gone to get tested, mm-hmm. you know. And I, mm-hmm. I had my surgery in 2019. I mean, I, you know, I understand. I understand how it can be almost crippling. You know, I'm thankful that I got past that years prior to this, and I've gotten in the habit of going to the doctor. But you know, I just I just want to be that person to tell men like, yo, you know, you at the end of the day you got to be an advocate for yourself and you got to take care of yourself. You just have to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Whether, you, right. whether you, whether you aware of something going on or not, right. going to the doctor is not always, it shouldn't always be a reactive thing. You know what I'm saying? You should right. be proactive. That's right. the way you can live a healthier, you can have a better quality of life. You're not doing yourself no favors by, you know, ignoring things or just ignoring, just routinely going to the doctor. Like I say, it doesn't matter whether you have a symptom that's, that's not what the doctors there for. I mean, they will help you when it's reactive, but you should be trying to just get ahead of things, you know, right. because honestly, you know, I'll say, you know, I mean, because they caught it early now, you know, I mean, it wasn't something that I was aware of, but I'm thank God that my doctor chose to do it. But because they caught it early, that's why my quality of life is so is so much better than men who had prostate cancer they had it longer or they had like stage three or stage four, they usually 
don't do as well after surgery. You know, they have issues. Right. I have zero issues. It's almost right. like I've never had surgery at all. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Um, and, I, and that's a testament to early detection. And that goes back to why I'm telling men, get ahead of it. Just go to the doctor. I'm not, I'm not telling you go when you feel something going. No, I'm telling you go regardless. And right. ask, hey, I, I feel great, but I'm here to get my checkup, you know, and I want to get a PSA test, too, because I want to get a baseline, you know, use right. that terminology. Let them know you 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 aware of what's going on and you want to and you want to be an advocate for yourself. You know, there's right. nothing wrong with that. we got to get more knowledgeable because you're not going to just magically live forever and just be fine forever things are going to start you're like a your body's like a car you know at some yeah. point you're going to need to get some maintenance mm -hmm. and 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 it's routine maintenance that you do before you notice things happening on the car so right exactly um, I'm, I'm 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 going in bro but I, nah, you, you you speak in facts i was just gonna say like people take care of their car better than they take care of their bodies man that's what that's oh. what you really that's what oh, you yes. really have oh, me yes. thinking about like I know people that take care of their cars better than their bodies. And that says a lot to what we value and what yeah. we place like a priority on in our yeah. community. It's true. It's true. Like how are you going to get an oil change quicker than you're going to set a doctor's appointment? That, that to me is wild. I, I, I think with that doctor thing, I think what it is is because, you know, you, you don't go for so long and then you just, the space is so far apart that you're just like, man, I don't know what the people don't tell. Ain't no telling what they gonna, you know, you just, mm -hmm. you, 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 you don't have that, you know, me, I mean, I know I just went, so it's cool. Like, look, all right, what's up, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I also know, well, I went a year ago. So if something happened, it happened between that time. Cause I just went, it's not like I ain't, you know, just, I'm just, my message to black men, man, bro, go to the doctor, bro. Like, just please go to the doctor. Right. And, you know, and, okay. and if you feel like something is wrong, don't hesitate to talk about it. Like, tell your doctor, yo, I got this going on. Like, whatever it is, you know, that's what they're there for. Absolutely. And so I think it's great to tell black men, like, all right, go to the doctor. But there's a lot of black men that's going to be listening. That's going to be like, okay, but how? But how? But how, you know, like, so obviously you've been going to the doctor for a while now. How did you get started? I know your wife, your wife helped a lot, but like, what were some things that, that helped you to get started and, that, and some things that helped you to kind of break down I mean, that barrier of going? Man, well, okay. I'm going to tell you, and like I say, y'all brothers, I'm y'all. I am you. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I met my lady two weeks before I met my lady, I dropped a fiberglass clipboard on my big toe. My big toe end up, you know, in the, in that two week period, it started to change colors. The toenail came off. Then I meet my chick, right? She's around me. I don't want her to see it. I just met her. You know what I'm saying? I don't want her to see this toe. So whenever she's around me, I got socks on for like maybe like two strong weeks. Then one day she was at my house and and I accidentally didn't have a sock on and she bugged because by this time the toenail came off. Like it just came off. Mm -hmm. She was like, yo, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got insurance, you know, like, Tripping. I want you to go. She just told me straight like that. Like, why would you go to the doctor? Like, what's, and I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm like, it's fine. It don't hurt. Like, it's, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We right. all do yeah. it's, yeah. it's good, you know? She like, nah. And so, I mean, I was, in that instance, I was really, I just met her. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I hear what she's saying. It makes sense. And I went, and I think that's what really got me into it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I know it's really nothing other than me saying, you know, to get you to go, like, 
because I'm telling you, like, it's not, it's nothing, no, no one's going to hurt you. No one's there to give you any disease. Like, that's not what it's about. You are going in there to say, hey, you know, I feel okay, but I want to get full blood work done. You know, I want to make sure everything's good with me. And I also want to get a PSA test to specifically test for prostate cancer, you know, and, and, and I'm telling you to test for that because that's what I had and it affects black men twice as much as other men. So that's why I'm specifically telling you to ask for that test because it could, you know, just because you don't feel something going on doesn't mean you don't have it. Um, right. You know, and and so, so that, I mean, that's really all I can do to empower you to go is to just tell you, man, listen, from brother to brother, bro, like, come on, if ain't nobody never told you, like, you need to go just because you need to take care of yourself. That's overall, Absolutely. that's what it's about, you know? Yeah. It, it was only because I was going to the doctor that I even arrived at this doctor. And I mean, that's a whole separate story, you know, of how, how I magically got this doctor who I didn't even ask to check me for prostate. She did it. And it turns out I had cancer, you know, like right, it's my yeah. first time meeting this woman. So that, right. you know, that's something altogether different, but that's all I can tell you, man. No, nah, absolutely. Like, man, you know, we, we can be, it don't take a lot for us to understand each other. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I had this long drawn out, you know, beautiful speech. I'm just telling you, man, the man is, you need to go because that's what you need to do to take care of yourself. Absolutely. And then if you look at your story, like we can honestly say, like, if, you didn't go to the doctor. Um, not even that. Not, I wouldn't even word it that way. We can say going to the doctor changed your quality of life, if not saved your life. Yeah. I mean, I always say if I wasn't going to the doctor regularly, I can almost predict how this would have turned out. Because prostate cancer is so silent in its earlier stages, it wouldn't have been until I was stage three or four that I would have started to notice something myself. And mm -hmm. at that point, you know, because that's another thing, too. Cancer can, it's, it starts in my prostate, right? But if it stays there and it grows, it can actually leave my prostate and affect other organs in my body, which is how you, you may have heard the term that uh, the cancer metastasized. That means right, that yeah. it went from one area to another area. So that's another blessing in me catching it early because it never left my prostate. So when they took my prostate out, something I wouldn't have wanted, I mean, as a man, like that's who we are. Our prostate is like who we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I would have loved to keep it, but it's got cancer. It's got to go. And it was a blessing that they were able to take it. And, and the cancer was fully contained. This is the term they used. Right. So I don't, I don't have to, I can almost, you know, God, Lord willing, I can almost guarantee that I, I likely won't have any recurring prostate cancer. Right. No. And that, and that's, and that's dope, man. That's so beautiful. And if you guys gain nothing else from this episode, please, please, please take take this with you. Go to the doctor. Be proactive, not reactive about your mental health, your physical health, because at the end of the day, we all like to talk about how much we're providers and we take care of everybody else. And we want to make sure that everybody's good. But everybody can't be good if you're not good. Right. Like you can't make sure everybody's good if you're not good. And one thing I say all the time is that you cannot keep on making everybody else the main character of your story. Like you have to be the main character of your story in all facets. That means taking care of yourself mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, all of those different things. And that's what I try to make sure that I'm doing with the with the podcast. So, brother, man, I appreciate you. I just want you to just just drop where people can find you, where they can learn a little bit more, um, all that good stuff. 
You can check me out. I mean, you can, um, my name is Michael Roy on Instagram. I'm family underscore twin one. You can follow me up through Instagram and you can check my story there. Other than that, you can search my name and you can find different blogs that I've done, different articles that I've done, different podcasts that I've been on. Michael, M-I-C-A-L, last name Roy, R-O-Y. So, so. It's, it's good to be here, man. It's good to add to this, this melting pot of goodness that you keep putting out here, man. And I hope that it's been a blessing. If it's been a blessing to one brother, I've done my job. And it definitely will be. And it definitely will be. Michael, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you too, man. Uh, Later. Later. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this episode. I truly, truly, truly appreciate you. So I really hope you got some valuable insight. And I hope I helped in some capacity whether it be through the platform or the podcast. If you like to support for free, you can like this video if you're on YouTube, or you can share and subscribe regardless of what platform you're listening to the episode on. If you'd like to support monetarily, now we're talking, you can go to shop.expressyourselfblackman.com and get yourself some merch. We have a hoodie, we have sweatsuits, we have shirts, we have hats. We also have an ebook on how to heal, where I discuss breakups, depression, and suicidal ideations, anxiety, and attachment styles. I go in depth about my story with dealing with all of those things, and then I explain how to heal in an easy guide. It's easy to follow. It's easy to go from reading to implementing. So if you're interested in that as well, it's in the shop. The book is called From Hurting to Healing, A Black Man's Guide to Feeling. So consider support it monetarily but regardless of how you support i appreciate you hope you have a great day sometimes i know you feel like you ain't got nobody to speak to a shoulder to lean on somebody you could preach to no you need to hear it my brother i love you we got way too much to live for we got way too much to live for when we get it all we want more. when we get it still we want more i know it's hard